0: Welcome to Frost Sessions, the Frost School of Music's official podcast. In this episode, Frost Vocal Performance Program Director, Dr. Frank Ragsdale, interviews the Frost School's newest professor of vocal performance, Kim Josephson. Together, they exchange experiences within their voice careers. They talk about the business of music, how to unlock your potential as a performer, and why it is important to remain vulnerable. Thank you so much for joining us and remember to stay tuned to Frost Sessions. Hello, and I'm your host, Frank Ragsdale, Associate Professor and Chair of the Department of Vocal Performance here at the Frost School at the University of Miami. And joining me today is the newest member of the Department of Vocal Performance, Kim Josephson. Kim is hailed as one of opera's most versatile baritones Kim is a regular guest at leading opera companies, including the Metropolitan Opera, where since 1991, he has performed more than 230 performances of 24 roles, including the title role of Rigoletto Germont from La Traviata, Enrico from Lucia di Lammermoor, and Bercore from La Lisier d'Amore, to name a few. He has served as chair of the vocal area at the University of Oklahoma and was the Edith Kinney Gaylord Presidential Professor of Voice. Welcome, Kim, we are so thrilled to have you here at Frost.
1: Thank you so much, I'm so delighted to join the fabulous faculty at Frost.
0: Very great, thank you. So the first question I wanna ask you is one that I always find very interesting and fascinating because everybody's path um, to where they go, and especially when we're talking about singers or artists, is very different. So will you tell us a little bit about what uh, helped you decide to go into music and being a singer, and then maybe um, a a little bit about your training to get you there?
1: Well, that's a a very interesting question, Frank, and a long story. But to to make it longer, it started, uh, I was a, a tuba player who wanted to be a conductor, And um, I was so fortunate. I grew up in Houston, where we had the Houston Grand Opera, and we had the Houston Symphony, and we had uh, uh, the ballet as well, and uh, just an absolutely vibrant theater scene. And uh, and to be a part of all that, just, it, 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 it was my passion. And um, I wanted to be a conductor. You know, I, I grew up uh, watching uh, Leonard Bernstein uh, with the uh, uh, Young People's Concerts on the air and, uh, and to see Stokowski conducting, you know, on television. I mean, these were, this was fantastic. And uh, I was fortunate enough, I had, I, I had a wonderful mentor, a teacher, a teacher. Who inspired me and 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 allowed for this passion to come alive, and uh, and he sh- showed me so much about music. Ultimately, I went to Europe with him as a high school student and uh, on a on a cultural exchange. And of course, this was this was absolutely mind blowing, you know, to visit Europe as a as a kid from Texas and and. Um, Nevertheless, the, 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 the halfway through college, I had some free electives and I, I uh, had always loved to sing, but never really thought I had much of a voice. And so I, uh, I took a, uh, I went to my advisor and he said, well, Kim, if you, if you, if you can find a faculty member who will take you, you can certainly sign up for some voice lessons. And so this was a secondary instrument and what have you. I went in and sang and, and I was like, is it, do you sing like this, or do you sing like this? And she was like, "Listen, kid, you you have to be a singer." Well, this was um, this was bizarre, but that's that's how it all started out, and uh, and you know, one thing led to another, opportunities and, and and encouragement, and someone there to foster this dream. I love that where it says out in front of our our office, you know, uh, live your dreams, and uh, that's exactly. That's exactly what was happening to me. I Here I was, I was so in love with classical music, in love with the, the orchestral side of things. But then I, then I, then I met the opera. <laughs> and uh, uh, before long, everyone was like, well, Kim, you should really join the chorus. Uh, and so I joined the chorus. And, and then I'm, I'm on stage with people like Marilyn Horn and, and uh, John Vickers and, and, uh, on John Vickers' Peter Grimes, I was like, if, if this was, is what opera is, I, I got to be a part of it, you know. Uh, the first little bit role I ever had was in, in Carlisle Floyd's Bilby's Doll. And uh, I mean, I had the tiniest part was by the time the performance got there, it was cut <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of a three and a half hour opera. I think that was only done twice. But nevertheless, uh, that's how I got started. And of course, once I was addicted, what can you do?
0: yeah yeah wonderful well you know um isn't that the 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 reason why we are teachers and why we do what we do is because we want to foster that in students because we had mentors and people that fostered in us and opened our eyes to things that we didn't know um and didn't realize we could do so that's that's such a great part of being an educator and i always say that you know our goal my goal is to help every student find that passion and find where where they know their path is supposed to be and then i'm successful no matter what that path is absolutely
1: right? if we can help them find their own voice and their own yes. and what they want to say you yeah. know on the planet if there's anything we need it's 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 music <laughs> it's it's poetry and it's the the love we bring to the world and serving the geniuses that we serve. Right. And so it's, what can I tell you? It's like, I'm, I'm so thrilled to, um, to have had that kind of uh, help
0: and that kind of nurturing. And now that's why I'm here. Right. So I know this might be hard because you've had so many experiences, but could you tell us maybe a couple of the highlights of your career? Sure. Um, um, First of all, just
1: can I, I I'll just backtrack to say one thing. You know, I I did two degrees in 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 college, and then it was I I was invited to sing in the chorus of um, I was traveling with Texas Opera Theater, and they uh, invited me to sing in the chorus at Christmas time of Pagliacci. Well, who was singing Pagliacci? It was. It was uh, John Vickers singing Canio, and, and uh, Diana Soviero was singing Neda, Mateo Managuero was singing Tonio, Pat Raftery was singing Silvio, and this kid was singing Beppe, Tonio De Paolo. The cat s- stole the show. I was like, first of all, I want to be in this. Panel was directing, I want to be in this. So I got in this, and I, I heard this kid singing. And it was like, whoa. It's like, what a legato. What an effortless sound. I knew he'd been a baritone. Someone took him up. Anyway, I got in touch with his teacher, and I began to study. A few years later, he took, took off to Germany, left me in Austin. But he left me in Austin with a great uh, a, a, a technique, a workable technique. And as a consequence, this was one of the first highlights. I decided that uh, I was going to move to New York and give it a shot. I was going to try. I couldn't you know, pass up on at least trying to make, to see how far this thing would go. And uh, anyway, I was working for UPS and unloading boxes in a truck, right? And I was, I sang a little, a little concert in a church. Now, this is how strange things get. The guy that was working with Jerome Hines in the uh, Opera Music Theater International Program heard me sing, and he needed a cover for his baritone. Uh, that they had a big performance come up and he needed a cover. So they hired me to cover. Jerome Hines heard me sing and it was like, oh, Kim. <laughs> it was like, what are you, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm unloading boxes for UPS <laughs> on the night shift, you know, so I can make $8 instead of 6 And anyway, um, to make a long story short, he said, no, 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 we got to get you out of this truck. And because of some donors and some people who believed in young people and music, they donated money. You know and it, they afforded me uh, I think it was a $10,000 stipend to go study. But That's Frank cool. listen, Heinz had it set up for me to work with Franco Corelli for two years, a lesson every week. I was working with Frank Casaro at the Actors Studio in New York oh, wow. City in the Actors Studio every Saturday, every Saturday morning.
0: Sorry, can we stop for a second? Uh, Let me try to turn that one off. Edit. Radio, edit.
1: We will definitely edit. No worries. Continue? One second.
0: Oh, wait. Whenever Frank's ready, yeah.
1: Um. And maybe this is all too, too 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 much, but I'm just trying to tell you oh. like as a highlight where, where this went was it was to meet these people that you know really set it up. No, I think it's great. I hope it's okay. Okay. Ready? Ready? <laughs> okay, so uh, what 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 he afforded me was an opportunity to work with Franco Corelli every week, you know, for two years. Also, they, they gave us Italian lessons. They gave us German lessons. They gave us movement classes. They gave us... I worked with Frank Cassaro in the actor's studio in New York City every Saturday morning for two years. Now, I mean, that's because you know we found Jerry Jerry Hines Jerome Hines the great metropolitan bass found these donors these angels Jerry's angels he called them <laughs> and uh and they they invested in in young people like myself then you know we ultimately performed in the um in the in the Newark uh performance space and uh there was I'm singing Papageno with uh, with Jerome Hines the serastro and believe it or not, you know, we're reviewed by the New York times and I'm telling you, well, it was the, it was the Frank Casaro and uh, Marie Sendak production of magic flute. It was the East coast premiere of that. And I mean, you see, these are the kind of, that's a highlight, right? You know? Yeah. That's a highlight. I, later on in my life, you know, uh, I, I uh, it was very odd how I got my uh, metropolitan opera uh, gig was, um, absolutely bizarre The a tenor who was uh scheduled to sing canceled his audition and my manager literally begged them to hear this new baritone they were like oh we don't need to hear a baritone we we've got plenty of baritones that's all set blah 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 but anyway he talked them into having me I was singing uh I was singing Malatesta up in Connecticut and he said can you be here tomorrow <laughs> and I was like I will be there tomorrow and uh and I just jumped in and sang. And uh, a week later, I had a contract at the Metropolitan Opera. That's a highlight, you yeah. know. Uh, um, I was fortunate enough uh, to sing with the greatest singers in the world. The first time I sang with Pavarotti, you know, uh, uh, in the, they, it was when the three tenors did the opening night at the Met, right. you know. And uh, there I was with with Pop singing his. First act from Otello. I had a little small role, but it was it was heaven, you know, just to be on that stage or with with Placido or or Ciri or any of these uh, Renee Fleming, uh, Natalie Dessay, all these different people. That was a, one thing after another. But I suppose you know um, the greatest or the maybe the biggest thing. I, I've, I've been fortunate, Frank. I, I was given opportunities to sing um, four different world premieres. Mm. and uh, and that is the most extraordinary experience too and that you know that's what really excites me about frost too you know you guys do contemporary music modern music modern opera living opera I kid I kid my students I often say you know I have Verdi's phone number I know how it's supposed to go because I've actually called him I can't <laughs> give you the number but you know uh uh but with the when you're actually doing it with a living composer for example, I did a, a View from the Bridge. It was based on the Arthur Miller play, A uh, View from the Bridge. And um, uh, Bill Bolcom and uh, Arnold Weinstein did the, uh, the music and the libretto. And I got the chance to, to create the role of Eddie Carbone. Now, that's been recorded. We did it at the Metropolitan. We premiered it in Chicago, did it at the Metropolitan, uh, did it in the Kennedy Center, did it in Rome. I mean, we just had a, it's had a,
0: quite a life. And uh, I think uh, you sang with one of our alum, and who's teaching here now, Sandra Lopez Neal, was in that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. the <laughs> wonderful Sandra. Yeah. But you know what was really so cool was to actually do it with Arthur Miller there, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, he actually re- rewrote a new aria for the bass. Uh, he didn't write one for me. <laughs> <laughs> But but he you know uh, it that but that was a great highlight. I did Andre Previn's second opera, uh, Brief Encounter, down in Houston. Fantastic show. Did Stephen Schwartz's uh, only opera. It's called Seance on a Wet Afternoon. We did it out in in California and then at New York City
0: Opera. Right, um, people know that, but it's it's very interesting. Oh, and it was so much fun to work with Stephen. Golly, what a fountain of
1: creativity. What a, you know, and uh, oh, he's so fantastic. His, uh, you know, the, the way he sets the, the words and, and the, the attention he gives to this music. Uh, he it was so beautiful. What a soul. Oh, these are the highlights, you know. I worked with the late Steve Stuckey. We did a, we did a thing called Classical Style, which was based on the life of uh, Charles Rosen, um, oh, yeah. or, or actually, on his book, the classical style, and uh, it, this is fantastic piece we did at the Ojai Music Festival, and then at Carnegie Hall. But all of these are just—I mean, I, what an adventure! You know, uh, who would think that a little tuba player would uh, would ultimately find his way onto the opera stages
0: around the world? You know? Right. Yeah, that's why it's so uh, so interesting to find out people's stories because they they're just. So different and um, and and exciting and and um, wonderful in their own way, you know. Um, so I have another question for you. Why did you decide? You had a great position at uh, o- University of Oklahoma. What? Why did you decide to come to Frost? What about the Frost program um, drew you here uh, and helped you to make that decision? Well. Uh besides me and well (laughs) that
1: goes goes without saying frank but no uh we did know uh, each
0: other in oklahoma so that's
1: that's right well uh you know the fact of it is uh when i came and first of all i i guess our the how this sort of worked out was um i was in salzburg Mm-hmm. And, um, and there I visited your summer program. And Robin Redmond, with whom I sang uh, Hamlet in Fort Worth, and, and well, she invited me to give a master class. And so I gave a, a master class with your wonderful students over there in Salzburg in the summertime. And it's look, I mean, first of all, you know, what colleges have, have, have summer programs in Europe? Well, they're few and far between. But of course, you guys have not not a uh, not a, a mediocre run of the mill program in Europe. But you have a, a, a premier program that's been here for many many years. Robin does a great job with it. And anyway, she invited me to to give a masterclass, and I just had a blast. Enjoyed the students, enjoyed the enjoyed the camaraderie, enjoyed what what I could feel, and then uh, and then I was invited. You know, uh, I heard about the the opening of uh, a, a possible uh, professorship at the University of Miami, and I was like, hmm, well, w- w- let's go visit. And, uh, you know, what the heck? What's, what's, what's the worst thing could happen in, uh, in, in February or March, leaving the icy, <laughs> the icy winds of, of the plains, the, so- the southern plains in the, in the middle of the United States, and going to Miami? Well... Uh, and so I come over here, and and you know I have to say, as I visited um, the the classes and I met the students and and was around the rest of the faculty, what happened in me? I, I just had this feeling of of what possibilities. First of all, I mean, look, it's a it's a it, you're, the, the the peer institutions of of, of the University of Miami are places like uh, Juilliard and and uh, New England Conservatory and, and Indiana, I mean we're in the top tier of of colleges and and with a with a, a vibrant program that's 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 renowned for its uh, creativity. I mean even these through lines, these create through lines where we we have a program that you, well, you could explain it better than I, uh, Frank, but the the the, the where you're. You're you're looking to make things, you know, from a historical perspective and a research perspective, and a, and then the you know invigorating performances and just what you can do um, uh, synergistically. That's exciting. It's like uh, for me. I, I mean, I, 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 first of all, I like challenges, and I'm I'm I don't i I'm not I'm not anywhere near um, um, a place in my life of coasting. I'm I'm here to uh, build uh, with you guys, and that's what's exciting. I just feel like uh, I feel like I'm a part of something dynamic, and I feel like we're going someplace, and I'm I'm excited to be a part of the team.
0: Great. Well, we're so thrilled that you're going to be with us. Um, and so we touched on this a little bit earlier, but why? What is it about teaching that you love? Um, in my experience. Um, you know, uh, somebody that's had a great career like yours, uh, has to have as much passion for teaching as they do for that singing to be successful. That's been my experience. And so I know you have, and I've watched you teach and I've watched your students. And so I know you have this incredible passion and energy for, uh, for teaching. So what is it about it that, that you really love? I think, I think that, I think that,
1: uh, I think that I'm uh, most intrigued by the pot again that I hate to use it again, but uh, the possibilities Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, 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 I keep generally behind my piano. I have a little sign and it's the maybe the most important word in the whole music business, or at least it is to me. It's believe it says believe. And you know um, when you, when you can, when you can unlock the potential of another human being and open a world that, that just is, is maybe beyond belief and help them believe enough to try, to let go and really try. You know, uh, I, say it, I say this a lot and I mean it sincerely. You have to uh, sometimes let go of the things you know to learn the things you don't know, you know. I mean, uh, and it's like if it, that's, what, that's what's exciting. if you can just get, get someone to work with you and let them explore their own their own gift, I, I think that's what I, I really try to s- stress, Frank, that in fact, it's not the voice that's the gift. It's this human being.. Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 I say it like this. When God thought the world needed Mozart, God gave us Mozart. When God thought the world needed Beethoven, he gave us Beethoven. And now when God thought the world needed you, he gave us you. And when you bring it, now, you don't, maybe you don't believe in God. Maybe you do, you know. So the universe thought the world needed Mozart. The universe gave us Mozart. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is you are the gift. And you are so unique, who, whoever you are you know you there's only one of you and if we can allow that person you know to to speak to sing to love to give from that wealth of their own soul to watch them open up and give that oh
0: man you know that changes the world so that's why i'm excited about teaching i try to do that but that's one of the things that makes singing so challenging isn't it is because as as listeners we want to hear somebody that has something to say that is truthful and that is vulnerable and that's hard to get up and open yourself and be vulnerable to people
1: but Absolutely, those
0: are the only people we want to hear i'll never forget one summer in Salzburg it was um Isikoski gave a recital it was beautiful it was like perfect and two nights later Matila gave a recital with Martin Katz and first of all, I thought the piano was gonna burst into flames, but when Matila sang, it wasn't perfect, but oh my gosh, the, how she opened herself up, not, not to mention that she did the splits, of course, but um, how she opened herself up and had so much to say, um, it was just night and day for me, the difference between what we really want to hear in someone, right? Yeah. If somebody came to me and said oh that was a perfect beautiful performance i would be like oh i didn't do my job <laughs> yeah, exactly. A perfect pretty performance really is the one right but um but yeah we want that's what makes it hard is yep. that we have to open ourselves up and i think that's also what we have to do as teachers right absolutely. we have to be vulnerable to our students so that they can see what what it takes
1: absolutely the authenticity is everything and yeah. i mean you know we want to we, what we're talking about is art not artifice you know, not artificial, and it's like, you know, I, I, um, it's too funny. I, I, I can't remember. I, it was in a, I think, a, the, this movie. I think it was called um, a late quartet. Oh I right. I I, I'll never forget. You know, uh, I think Christopher Walken has uh, Parkinson's or whatever, and he talked about playing for, uh, for, uh, I was it Pablo Casal, some famous cellist. And in the story, you know, he says, uh, you know, the, the, the young man that, uh, or, uh, he said, I was so angry with him because he said bravo. And he said good to all the things that I, uh, some of the things I played so miserably, or so, so poorly. And he said, well, any, any I think it was brilliant because uh, Walken then says that Pablo says to him, well, you know, any moron can, uh, can, can point out what you did wrong. He said, I choose to celebrate transcendence, what you did wonderfully, what was so uniquely you. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that, what we, isn't that why we love somebody like a John Vickers or a, or a Maria Callas? It's not perfect, no. but it's fantastic. It's coming from somewhere deep inside that just is so vulnerable, so rich. And I say, you know, yes.
0: Yeah, Maria Callas really, well, I was about six years old, and I remember um, I loved Wagner. Who knew? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and then uh, listening to, I got some recordings of Maria Callas, and that's when I said, uh, I have to do this. There's no way I cannot do it. It was just the most amazing thing. And, you know, you listen to somebody like that, and you don't have to understand a word. It's in their voice. You don't even have to see them. You can, you can hear, you hear it in their voice, right? Absolutely. It you feel it, it, don't you? Yeah. It, it, it
1: resonates that. inside you in another place. It's not in the ears. You know, it's not like, it's not, Oh, let me, you know, it's not that. It right. it either touches you or it doesn't, you know, it's like, if you've heard, if you, if you, if you, listen to listen to Bo- the conclusion of La Boheme and the tears not in your eye, you didn't hear La Boheme. <laughs> right. Am I right?
0: Same no matter how Traviata. many times right. you've heard it. Same with same thing with Traviata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Um, so, uh, I know that you're here and we're gonna be starting this um, exciting, uh, very different semester. And I know it's gonna be um, challenging, but I, I just think that um, this time has given us a way to look at things differently, to appreciate things differently. Um, and so I, I know that even though this is your first semester with us and we're gonna be doing it a little differently, um, that uh, you'll bring so much to what we are gonna give to our students. And um, I just, I'm so thankful to know you as a person because um, you are that kind of, you are that giving open person. And, and um, I know that's why uh, I see in your students, the progress that I see and in the master classes when you work with people, um, to me, that's the real gift.
1: Thank you, Frank. You're a
0: wonderful singer and you're a wonderful teacher, um, but that part of your teaching and that part of your gift I think is what is really amazing.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome, you're welcome.